Welcome to Divorce at Altitude, a podcast on Colorado family law. I'm Ryan Kalamea. Each week, along with my business partner and co-host, Amy Gosha, or an expert, we discuss a particular topic related to divorce or co-parenting in Colorado. In addition, we have created a short series of lessons that will take you through the legal process of divorce and answer your questions from simple to complex. Divorce isn't easy. The end of a marriage, especially when children are involved, brings a great deal of loss and change. We hope these practical tips and insights will help you on your journey to a new and better life. Let's say the other parent is a raging alcoholic or has a drug problem. How is that going to matter for custody in a Colorado divorce? Most people think it's pretty cut and cut and dry that if the other parent is an alcoholic, that they will never, ever see the kids and that they will get, quote unquote, full custody. It's a lot more nuanced than what a lot of people who originally kind of start this process are led to believe. And that is because that the law and Colorado, the general policy is that the a parent should be able to see their child. On the other hand, you have this competing interests of the best interests, and you want to make sure that the and the courts want to make sure that the children are protected. So, how do we balance that? What are the options and considerations? Well, on one hand, under 1410-124, which is the statute on the best interests of the child, a parent's uh, physical and mental health is a factor for the court to consider. And normally, this operates as some sort of waiver or to uh, HIPAA or some other medical professional privilege that may exist. And so in this case, if a parent has gone to rehab or they have disclosed that they have an alcohol problem, that is usually fair game when it comes to a parenting issue. You can also have asked the court to have a parent evaluated in by a specialist, an expert. And in a previous episode, I covered the various professionals that were involved and mentioned a certified addiction counselor. That is certainly an option. And if there is some good faith basis to believe that a parent has a drug or alcohol problem, you can ask the court to have that parent evaluated by a professional that deals with substance abuse, namely alcohol or drugs. You can also ask for the court to appoint a parental responsibilities evaluator, a PRE. That's pursuant to 1410-127. Some PREs will outsource that evaluation to a CAC, and there's a CAC 1, a CAC 2. It depends on what kind of educational and qualifications that certified addiction counselor uh, has. Similarly, a CFI, a child family investigator, is also an option. And again, they would likely bring in some sort of certified addiction counselor, but then they would also be able to kind of round out the picture to determine whether or not alcohol or drugs is an issue. Now, I will note that there's generally not a consideration or a concern by the court as to what a parent does when they do not have the children. So if a parent gets drunk all the time when they don't have the children, then the court generally is not going to really care all that much. It has to impact the children. And so having a circumstance where a parent gets a DUI. Now, one thing I'll note is that the drug or alcohol issue, it needs to impact parenting. So if a parent drinks a fair amount, that may not be an issue if it doesn't impact the children. But if it does, then the issue is, can you force the other parent to take a drug and alcohol test before parenting time? Generally, yes. You can work out a variety of different testing regimes and there are different options out there. So the first 
first is an ETG or a seven panel urine drug test. So ETG is the byproduct of alcohol and it usually resides in a parent system for up to 72 hours after they have consumed alcohol. And so you can make them do urine tests. That usually isn't all that helpful because it comes after the fact and it's not going to tell you when exactly that parent did or did not consume alcohol. It could have been while they did not have the children. And in that case, court's really not going to care all that much. And neither is an evaluator. There's also other options such as a portable breath test, a PBT, a backtrack, BAC track. There's other popular uh, methods such as Soberlink, which is something that you insert into an iPhone. You blow into the iPhone. The iPhone takes a picture to make sure that it's you and then it's blasted up into the cloud. There's obviously some considerations when you get into accuracy and false positives, but there are a whole host of different issues specifically over alcohol. Now for drug tests, uh, there are hair follicle tests. There are obviously urine tests. Hair follicle test is going to encompass over a much longer time period, but then you get into chain of custody. You know, is this this parent's hair follicle? And you need to make sure that you have various provisions. The other aspect is cost. The hair follicle tests can be quite expensive. It's not something that you're going to do all the time. They're also inconvenient and you have to have, you know, a sufficient length of hair. So my hair would qualify at this point, but if you are you know, bald or the other parent is bald, that might be a factor that you uh, take into consideration or you generally keep your hair very, very short. So, but you could ask for a hair follicle test every 80 days to confirm some sort of sobriety. Now, prescription drugs. Uh, so if they are in painkillers or they have something, then that can also come within that hair follicle test. And so there's usually some fairly technical and detailed language regarding these agreements on parenting time. But the fact is that you can ask for parenting time to be contingent on sobriety. So what happens if a parent tests positive or shows up to parenting time drunk? Well, you can file a motion to restrict. You can also have a provision in your parenting time that says that if a parent is not sober during their parenting time, that their future parenting is going to be restricted. And again, it's by agreement or by order of the court. And you're going to need to work with either an attorney or someone that is familiar with these kinds of provisions because it really depends on the facts and circumstances of the case. Now, if the other parent has a substance abuse problem or you have a substance abuse problem, and that could be alcohol or drugs, here are a couple different steps to consider if you are the user. First, stop using. You need to put, you know, determine First, stop using. You need to decide whether the bottle or your drug habit is more important than your children. Second, start attending some sort of AA or NA or comparable support group to help you get through this process. Three, see a therapist. Four, take a UA or some sort of test to show that you are sober. The court is going to really focus on what actions you are taking to ameliorate the concern on your drug or alcohol issue. What has happened in the past is something that you cannot control. Thanks for listening or watching this short lesson on the Divorce Altitude podcast. If you found this helpful, please leave a review or share with a friend. It does help for others that are going through or thinking about a divorce in Colorado. 
If you want to find out more information, please visit kalamea.law or divorceataltitude.com. And that's K-A-L-A-M-A-Y-A.law. Remember, this is educational information. It's not intended to be legal advice. Please consult with an attorney about the particulars of your case. We're happy to answer questions. Feel free to give us a call at 970-315-2365.